You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So Stephanie, you had an interesting topic. Well, you know, I wanted to inquire with you ladies on how you have your relationship with the paranormal and spiritual work. And I'll start it off by saying how I got into my spiritual work was through my pursuit of the paranormal. And the paranormal being anything supernatural. So although through my youth, I was um, seeking uh, information on astrology and I wouldn't say anything magic oriented because that would have been taboo, witch stuff in my belief situation, but certainly reincarnation, uh, after death experiences, spirits, all things that were unseen. And I pursued that through most of my youth and my young adulthood, never really understanding that spiritual work is overlaid with that. And how I mean that is because when you start doing spiritual work and you open yourself up to spirit, you are then experiencing most of the time things that are not of the seen world or that are not normal, right? Uh, Talking to your guides, uh, seeing uh, spirits, having intuition, uh, synchronicities. These are all the supernatural. And so I wanna see from you all, did it always start off with spiritual work first or did you walk the line of of understanding and growing with them both in two different categories or were they always combined for you? How did you guys find it? I think they were always combined for me. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And it's so funny that, you know, the church has just done such a number and, and, and you bring up reincarnation and how that's like, go crazy in the early church. Reincarnation was part of the doctrine. It got edited out, you know? So it's like, what else? What? It's just so funny. These random rules that we decide that's in the church that's out or that's within spirituality or religion and that's out. And, um, I was a total lawn sequitur. I feel like they've always been combined for me. So yeah. give us exact, how did you see it? Like, did you grow up believing in spirits or ghosts or your intuition? Yeah. Tell, tell me, what did you consider magic? What did you consider paranormal? Well, I remember, I remember like going to my little school library and checking out the book on witches. <laughs> Oh, so you did. You were the one that that was oh, able yeah. to go and get the witch book. Okay. And and numerology. And I remember mom my asking my mom, are witches real? She goes, No, honey, I think they're they're made up. And then I do studying later on. I'm like, mother, they are real. And she's like, I don't care. It's like, what is, you know, like, okay, they're real. Stop. Take your book away. Um, like it just wasn't a thing, you know, but I I just always felt like I remember wanting to talk to animals. Like I felt like it was possible. Mm-hmm. I just didn't inherently thought it was all possible but I also believed that I was completely a muggle 
even though, because I didn't know the clairsentience, that sort of, or what claircognizance, for those who are claircognizant, when you suddenly have the answer to something, I didn't realize that was intuition, that that was a clair, that I was, whatever you want to call it, getting a download. Um, I just thought I was remembering things that I had read maybe somewhere else or heard somewhere else, or it just seemed like an odd, obvious conclusion, you know, even though my gift was able to help me give advice to adults, you know, just like older people. So clear, if I look back on it now, clearly I had a gift. Um, so I firmly believed there were these abilities that people had and that there were ghosts and that there was other worlds and all of that was real. And I felt like I was not in any way a part of it. And so it was really lovely go down the spiritual path and have the realization that no, we're all a part of it. We've just, some of us have done a really good job of burying it. And then some of us, you know, you can, you can take singing lessons. It's a muscle, it's a skill and you can develop your voice, but some people are just truly born with a gift of singing. And I feel like it's the same way with intuition. We all have it, but some people, you know, are the Adele's of intuition and, and just nothing's going to change. You know, you, you can practice, but this is their gift and your gift. You're an Adele of something else. So you saw them together. That's, that's, uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd like to see, and Heather, how did you see paranormal spiritual growth world? I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Angela, but I never really saw it separate from each other. I just, I knew that there was ghosts, there was ghosts in my house. And I remember as a kid walking through going upstairs, it was a ride rod iron railing. And I always feel like somebody's always trying to reach out and grab my legs as I, as I go up the stairs. So, <laughs> and my father had the same feelings. So, and there's been ghosts in my house that kind of do that and and also um it started out where I would always watch um I was a huge fan of Sylvia Brown huge fan of Sylvia Brown and anything Sylvia Brown I can get my hands on that's what I was always trying to so I knew that we had spirit guides I knew I knew all of us have a team even though they might not be able to talk to them and I did the tarot cards through high school, did a little bit of reading for people. And I realized like, oh, I'm actually getting stuff. I'm getting hits. And these are actually two. And it felt right. But then all of a sudden it just kind of, I stuck with the astrology and stuff like that. But when I reached my twenties, it started all going away. And so, and then I went down a little deeper, darker path and and then I swung back around and that's when it became more of a spirituality than it was a ghost spirit kind of thing. Do you think that if you would have, either one of you would have been um, in an environment that talked about it more, that encouraged, you know, listen to your, your gut, your intuition, or you have your mind can make, you know, your reality, your manifestations, your dream come true. Do you think you would have had a, a, a whole different control over it? Or do you think it's just something that was just meant to unfold for you to discover it, you know, like on your own, like opening uh, mm -hmm. uh, your gift? 
I mean, I think everything turned out really well, but I do feel like, gosh, I mean, it's like anything, right? You put 10,000 hours in, you're a master. If, if somebody had told me, no, you do have the gift. Everybody has the gift. And if you want to develop this, I can show you. Um, then sometimes I think, gosh, how much further would I be with my development? Would you have, would you have been open at that time, at that age? Like if, if at your, not knowing what you know, you know, now you're at a different place, but as a youth, if someone would have said, come on, I'll take you, I'm a shaman. Let me, let me teach you these things. Would you have had the interest then? Was it, was I it, would have, I was yeah, always interested. So. But, and, and Heather but, too, shaking her head. But it also, you know, would I have been mature enough? You know, would I have, it's interesting because so all my childhood and adult life, I thought I wanted to be an actress and it became my identity and it became, if I did well, I was a good person. If I did poorly, I was a bad, you know, it was not a mature thing. So I probably would have just done the same thing with shamanism or whatever, you know, in your example, because I think who I was at the time needed an external um, barometer of internal worth. So if I could be really good at something, then I was special. So I'm kind of grateful now that I say that out loud that I didn't embrace it sooner because it would have been so tied up in ego. You know, if I didn't help someone or if they didn't get a reading that was helpful, I would have been, you know, I would have, I would have warped it exactly how I warped my love of acting. So I think it turned out for the best. Either one of you. Oh, I'm sorry, Heather. I was going to say, um, I think mine turned out for the best as well, but there was always that nagging, like, what if I, what if I didn't shut down my premonitions when I had as a kid? Like what, where would I've been? Yeah. What if I didn't shut down my premonitions or what if I tapped into my healing energies and understood him a little bit better because I always remember as a kid, I was always trying to give people massages and they always felt better afterwards, but I felt so drained. So, and I could always feel if they liked it or not, or where they hurt, like I could target their back instantly. So yeah, I always wonder what, what happens if it was fostered just a little bit sooner? Would I have gone down that path when I was in my twenties? And then, um, and then also as a kid, I remember always seeing, when I would close my eyes and go to sleep, I would always see like a green Royal Borealis like in my eyes and it was super bright and it would always float through. And I just thought that was so amazing. And I was, huh, I think that was like a, hello, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> well, I was, whenever I would go to uh, people who read, if they used the language of the lexicon of angels, I would always be told Raphael was there. Raphael is the healer. You know, and I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> where's the where's the archangel of acting? Is she there? <laughs> archangel oh, of fame. Is that there? Oh, God. So saying what you both said, that it wasn't something that was uh, taught at home, does it make you feel good that there was something inside of you that was the inkling, was a spark that had you pursue it? It, it, it wasn't forced upon you. It wasn't even really discussed. It was something inside of you that per, pursued that interest. And at a time slowly grew and grew to now you live it. Now you are it. Now it's not something that's outside of you. You live in a spiritual world with, I can only, whatever you're going to call it. It was supernatural happenings or paranormal reality. 
I mean, do you, do you think that's the way it is for most, there's some of us who just, it's just a calling. It's just what, did you have friends that wanted to check out the same books? Was it your whole group or you just like the little weird one that found solace in the unseen? I've had friends that went down the road with me. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky. I mean, not my friends never made fun of me. They were like, okay, that's what Angie's into. And it wasn't, it wasn't every day. I wasn't walking around with a pentacle on my chest. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just something I was interested in. I was also really interested in lady Diana. (laughs) I had, I had hobbies. Um, But definitely in my family, you know, I'm the only, no, I have one sister who's kind of into it. And I think everybody else now just sort of accepts that that's the way I think. But um, I was never really punished for it. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. But it, I also never really pursued it until, you know, 2015. When that's the year I kind of jumped track and went to this one. I, I, I like whenever I can display that tenacity of following my own drum, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I'm, I'm always proud of myself when I can do that. But I also, I'm really grateful that I went down this path because I, I don't, it's like, I don't even want to call it paranormal or supernatural because mm-hmm. it's really, it's just, I feel like it's just a spectrum of a same, the same thing. Right. And I just feel like when you start to live this way, it's just an integration. It's just like a nice mm-hmm. integration and less of a, a denial of, people who, when they first get on this path and they come up to you and they're like, that was just the weirdest thing. It was this coincidence. Yeah. It was so weird. I'm like, first of all, don't say it's weird. It's, it's cool and interesting, but don't say it's weird because you're going to be pushing it away. What you're actually doing is you're starting to live in harmony with everything. And when you live in harmony with everything, crazy, cool things happen because the universe shows up for you. For me, I call it just waking up for the the pursuit of the the truth of who I am basically. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful that I've decided to go down this path and I'm just like full steam ahead. Yeah. What about you, Stephanie? Well, let me ask you first here, were were either one of you um, not plagued, but perhaps derailed or found fear to be an obstacle as you move through it? Sounds like Angela, no. And you just went straight into checking out which books at the library, what have you. <laughs> but was there any, any, you know, because society tells us the paranormal, well, back in my day in the 1900s, you know, it just was <laughs> frowned upon. It just was. It was yeah. the darker stuff. It was the occult. Um, and you did it just sneakingly or, or just cute, but you certainly did not like say you were uh, partaking in that. So I want to ask you guys, did you have any m- beliefs or people around you saying, no, you, you shouldn't do that. Not for me, for my family. We are always, we are always sensitive to the other side. Like my grandma would see ghosts, like a ghost lady floating over my mom's crib that would watch over her. So oh. stuff like that. Yeah. And then also my mom being sensitive to stuff and along with my dad, my dad would always say, Oh, so-and-so is going to call. And then they would call. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. My family so firmly believed it was make believe that it, there was no threat, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's funny. So my nephew, when he was in high school, I mean, he was always really interested in this, and of course, by then it was so much more accepted. And I had an old um, back when I studied Wicca. I bought a little cute little pentagram mm-hmm. or uh, pentagram, yeah, um, 
and I wasn't going to wear it anymore. So he wanted to have it. And I had real hesitancy because I didn't want people to see it on him and maybe hurt him. Right. You I had to protect no, yourself. You I had no about fear it. for myself. Wow. It was a, but I was like, okay, that's something deep. It's like, I'm projecting onto him. Um, so clearly there was some fear, but it wasn't at a conscious level. Um, I ask you that too, also, because I remember I brought up the Ouija board one time and both of you said you were against the Ouija board. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Cause I've had interactions with the Ouija board that yeah. wasn't quite pleasant. So, and this is with my, quite this, pleasant. this was that like my, <laughs> my, my house that was filled full of ghosts. So, you know, talking about burning and whatnot. No, thank you. You know, they used to have that in the fourth grade when it would rain, we'd pull out all the board games because mm-hmm. back in that day, you actually had recess and PE. <laughs> and so the Ouija board was one of the freaking board games. So we would joy. all be sitting there playing with the Ouija board. Now, granted, none of us, you know, again, it's all make believe. So I think that protected us more than anything. But now it's, and it's so funny, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I really need to re-examine this. Um, it's so drilled into my head that you don't use a Ouija board because people get into trouble because they don't take it seriously. Um, that I think I would have to do a lot of internal scrubbing before it would be safe for me to use it because I would manifest an experience that I didn't want to have. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that belief holds holds deep inside there. Watch is that from religion? Is that from religion? Or is that just from what you've heard? Or where'd you get it from? From the new age group. Like, you know, people scared you with it. Yeah. It's like, there goes that word again today, Angela, corruptible. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been my word today. Corruptible. Yeah. That's been the through line of, um, well, it gets, it it gets in the way of our pursuits, right? Gets in the way of, of us finding our truths because we're worried about, the rules we're breaking or what other people are going to think we're doing. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's such a taboo nowadays. It's, I mean, everyone's in, enjoying it. Kids are fully goth and I miss that whole plan. I would have loved to have been a goth kid, but um, <laughs> I could see that. You know, I'd be the first time I put my nails black. I thought I had, you know, the nail polish. It was like, Oh boy, here we go. You know uh, <laughs> I mean, really, that's how deep. <laughs> these, these, but in my mind, slope, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. But in my mind, I love the macabre very, very much. Yes, you do. And I've seen your house. <laughs> um, I really get into the macabre. So then it pulls me into that question of when we've talked about past lives, certainly I believe in them. Is it a, a familiar something from the past? Is it what we've talked about even last week where you guys talked about, is there always that that fear that that could be part of you and that darkness, that little, is there a spark that says, Ooh, I like this darkness. I like this. Not that believe me, I'm not embracing evilness, but that because the darkness was always um, how I saw it was always infused with power. And as an insecure person, maybe that, you know, I look back at that Maybe was, was that something I was pursuing the, the darkness? Cause it was empowering but it was empowering through uh, it was empowering, not through the light of, of God and kindness. It was empowering through get you back for thinking what you did to me or did, you know, it was that kind of thing. It was a, sure, it was a right. Right. So well, that could have been a deep thought in there as well. What, or what just came to my mind mm-hmm. as you were talking, Stephanie was what if you're this soulful being of love and light and wanted to come down for an experience with, these darker denser power and control energies and just like i want to know what that feels like let's go experience that 
and you have a contract with these energies. So, but I never did. So that experience how do was you never. Know? Well, I know because I never, I never embraced myself in anything. You mean in this lifetime? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Lifetime, so. And yeah, you know, in a past like life, somewhere. sure. Maybe, maybe. But what I've learned in this lifetime, and it's taken a long time. And I still, we still, you know, they'll have those beliefs. But what I've known, what I now embrace this time is I don't see it as the dark anymore. You know, yeah. I it's see integrated. it as is right. It, it, to me, it's, it's just a, there's a feeling. I was telling my daughter today, I said, I remember when it would come close late September, October, there's a, there's this, there's just a feeling that it's, oh, it's the time. It's a time where we decorate and we embrace, you know, everything black and bats and spiders and witches and monsters, it, you know, it's such a joy. And, and granted, there was that at home. My mom, you know, very much loves everything uh, spooky. She's a Stephen King fan and loved Halloween. And but she didn't live it by any stretch. She just always loved her and my grandma's scary books and scary movies. Me. Yeah. So it was it was an interest. But for me, it was like I wanted to immerse myself in it but was afraid to, you know, mm -hmm. from, from the beliefs that I was told and for judgment and for just fear of it was the wrong thing to do. So do you feel like you're getting away with it now? You're like, Ooh, I get away with it now. Well, do yeah. It. You know what? And it's, and it's a different time now, you know, now it's, yeah. it's very popular. I mean, Halloween is huge. It's just huge. And I, well, I belong to so a lot commercial. of, a lot of uh, groups though, but that, September 1st, these people are decorating. They live, they love that all things Halloween. And I don't, I, I don't even call it Halloween because I don't have anything that says Halloween in my house because I don't see it as just, it's not one day thing for me. It's I like, I feel like I get to immerse myself in just seeing all these, you know, I have a bird room with all these black crows and blackbirds. And I just find that wickedly fun. You know, I just find, I guess, you know what it feels like? It feels like I'm breaking the rules and that hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm letting something deep inside, like have its moment, right? Because then I go to not prim and proper, but you know, pretty much yeah. <laughs> not quite a Quaker, <laughs> but <laughs> not quite, <laughs> but maybe I should be a Mennonite, right? They always dress in black. The, the people. <laughs> I do think it's like, you know, an interesting thing you say, you know, you're getting away with it. You're breaking the rules and, and it is trick or treat. It's like this night where, this just sort of deviant behavior is allowed. And I think it's because we're so tamped down, especially in the old days, right? It was all about Christ and being good and everything, you know, that wasn't completely selfless was of the devil. You know, just, it was so black and white that when you deny so, a part of you so much, it, it re it's going to reemerge. And I think Halloween helps us to blend, to, to, to show the lightheartedness of, and it also has to do with death. We never celebrate death right. in our culture. And that's a really huge part yes. of life. Yeah. So we're ignoring a huge chunk of the wheel, right? The wheel of life they, or whatever they call that in the pagan religions. And it's like to deny such a sacred part of our existence it's going to reemerge some way. And so I think you enjoying it and celebrating it is part of this. Like you, you feel the, the missing piece. You, you feel the whole that something's been missing there. You've been not allowed to express it. And this is a way, a safe way for people 
because it's for children and, and, you know, it's been like dressed up in a way that's not uh, threatening, but it it gives you a chance to just express it. And the veils are thinner this time of year. The dead are available to be communed with and talked to. The ancestors are there to share their wisdom. So it it, it makes sense. And and then Stephanie, I think you're really sensitive to this. And and no wonder you, you celebrate this time of year, because I do think you're you have an affinity for maybe, I mean, you're a medium for goodness sakes. Of course, this is going to appeal to you. Yeah. And especially your, your cultural heritage, you know, your background, you know, you have deal. I'm going to butcher Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our people love it. November 1st and 2nd. <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, Angela, you hit it exactly up because I was thinking when you were talking about death and I think Halloween, you're right. That's the only time we can dip into the unseen world that was that was um, respectable or that was allowed, right? And mm-hmm. for me, just like Heather, I was very much uh, enamored with all things psychic and mediums. Uh, Sylvia Brown, of course, being probably one of the first ones. Well, going if you go back to really to Edgar Casey, yeah. but he wasn't dark, but it was still he was the sleeping prophet. Nostradamus, yeah. anything Nostradamus, you know, I, whatever I was following, and it just seemed like right this you, you couldn't. Well, I couldn't, you, you didn't talk about spirits, you know, other than your little family stories. You didn't talk about seeing things. You, everything was just so shut down. But on that, on this time of year, it was that bridge. that was that, that maybe like you say, that hall pass to go in there, play around before it had to be shut down again. It's no longer mm-hmm. that way anymore. And that's why I, I go with this, uh, with, how is the paranormal? And we use that word because it just, best to use it to define, but I agree with you. It's not paranormal anymore. It is just our normal life. But in order to be able to talk to your spirit guides, in order to be able to use your intuition, you you have to leave this reality. Do you not? You have to trust. You don't think so. You think, but then, okay, so our reality, tell me then, our reality does not have spirit guides in in, in our society. They do not honor that you're that, talking that, to people that aren't there that you consciously know of. oh well so, okay so for me in my life i can't say that spirit your your guides are not a part of your everyday life uh for me that that is they're a part of my everyday life that's just the, i have oh, I conversations but, whether it's one-sided all through right. the day like blah 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 so oh, we, we know that and i understand that but i'm saying <clears throat> with society, how we're taught in school, you know, oh, and how we're taught in, in like, if you were go right now, you're an adult now, but say even a couple of years ago and you're in school and you're like the teacher's talking, Oh, I'm sorry. My spirit guides are talking to me or, you know, uh, Raphael's <laughs> here, but you know, it's just not going to be accepted. You're yeah. going to be taken away and perhaps medicated for a few things. So <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. I feel like we have to believe or dip into the paranormal in order to make that bridge for ourself because but we're taught that it doesn't exist so, we're definitely though. taught taught it yeah. doesn't exist but exactly. don't you think it's dressed up in a different way sometimes stephanie i mean okay. children, children are, are always encouraged to talk to their guardian angel they or, are you know what i mean where um in in the <laughs> church you know it's like pray to your guardian angel you know and your guardian angel will watch i didn't, I didn't get that unfortunately oh. My my family was yours. Yeah. 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 And I I know other families. It was strictly, it wasn't even in the Catholic religion. Most in the early days, it wasn't even Jesus. It was mother Mary and the priest were your, well, there you go. There's your window dressing before you went to 
God. Yeah. You yeah. needed those two because they were the special people. They were the people who could see and know. So that's what I'm saying. Like for me, there was just no way to get there yeah. to have any kind of intuition yeah, right, I, or relationship. I definitely, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I'm just wondering though, if they're, you know, like people pray to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Same Jesus thing. Take the wheel. But that's okay. Yeah, but, that, that's, but, that's exactly. Right. So there is this sort of allowed, very yeah. narrow, um, bike path. Narrow. Even. It's not yes. even a street. It's like a no. bike path. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, to your point, if you're in math class, you can't turn and chat with Jesus. <laughs> you right. know, you can't, no, you know, you pray will to be, him you quietly. will be medicated. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a very prescribed way of how you're supposed exactly. to talk to. And I think it, that's, what's busting mm-hmm. open. Yes. But you know, what's mainstream right now is the word manifestation. I hear yes. it used all the time. It's on yeah. Netflix. I mean, right. everybody's talking yes. about manifestation and I'm like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's We're like a gateway drug. <laughs> We're starting to right to understand we can control more than we think. Because yeah, for yeah. so long, we gave up our power to other people. And, and, and even think about, I think, Heather, I think you mentioned it before. You know, again, we're using Sylvia Brown. And for the young people out there who don't know, she was a medium psychic of the, of the 1900s. And she had a very, <laughs> she had very long fingernails that she would point in your face. I can't stand her. And, yeah, her voice her. was as raspy as it comes. She looked like a modern day witch without the hat, right? Yeah. Because um, every you, you couldn't be like, now we have Teresa Caputo, who's, who's the, the Long Island medium, you know, they're, yeah. they're now glamorous and, you know, look like, uh, you know, uh, anyone else. They're not these dark, scary women anymore, you know, or men, which yeah. is wonderful because it goes to show it could be anyone. But going back to that, Heather, did you ever think that you could do that? It always seemed like these people were special. Did it, you I, ever... always, I put them on a pedestal yeah, and yeah. I always thought, you know, wow. So, Yeah. I put them on a pestle and I, and that's what I always wanted to be as a kid. Like, you know, some people dream of being a firefighter or a ballerina. I was like, I want to be the psychic medium. Lo and behold, I was already one. (laughs) I just didn't know it. Um, but yeah, you were, you were kind of taught to put them on a pedestal because supposedly they knew better than they're special. They knew they're special. They knew better, but you know what I, when I've talked, cause I have a lot of mediums in my life now. Um, when, when they're talking, um, when somebody was channeling spirit and they're like, look, I, I'm the one that got the, 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 the cliff notes on how to navigate to spirit. You guys did it and you actually made it. So there's something to be said for that. Bravo to you. Don't look at me because I had the cliff notes when I came here, you didn't. Yeah. It's like like what we talked about for finding your way. There's something inside of you Mm -hmm. that just didn't stop. It kept seeking and seeking and seeking. And maybe it didn't come the way you would have thought, which is just uh, wake up, see spirits and it's encouraged and, you know, and everyone accepts you for it. Most of us don't have that story. We have experiences that either you downplay. I'm open to it. Or right, right, you know, or uh, <laughs> well, no, no, that's not true because you. that Go did ahead. happen because I started helping people cross over at a drop of a hat. Like all of a sudden, it was but it like was years, years up. later. I mean, right? right. You were, you're, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, still, you, you weren't at a slumber on your way. party. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Hold you on, know. Susie. You have to go help your grandmother cross over. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, because it's so much more difficult. Like. Angela said about singing, 
you know, if, if a person has a beautiful, just a special voice, it's, it's, it's revered, you know, it's appreciated, it's encouraged, but this ability to interact or to see or to divine or intuit is just not. And, and, and it screams, it wants to get out perhaps of us and it wants to be developed, but, you know, most of the time, at least back again, many years ago, it was, it was haltered or it wasn't encouraged or it was thought oh, it's a silly little hobby and how sad that it sits in us with great capacity, you know, to spring forward and not only help us because it's been an integral part of my healing, but to then be able to be shared with others and to help others. Well, I was um, going to say, do you feel like you're still held back or are you? Oh, I'm still held back by myself. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. My, my, my freak flag is not flying whatsoever. Um, Come on, Stephanie, the, fly it. You know, um, it's, I think at least it's been made and it's at least tied, tethered to the pole. But, <laughs> you know, I think it would be, it would, I, I would, I mean, it would be obvious once it actually was flown. I think be, it's I out think there be, more than you, like, what you realize. Yeah. Um, I hope so. You're doing a freaking podcast so. on it. You know, yeah. yeah. Out there. You know what? And how about this girls? Maybe let's ask this question. Maybe it looks different in my mind of what it, I think it's supposed to look like to, to, yeah, like right. What, is, what is your yeah. day? So you, you've flown your freak flag right, right. consistently. What does your day look like now? What is, what, how is it different? other than the podcast, other than believing in things, it's not because I'm still very reined in. See, that's what I'm no, saying. But, I no, but, no, but, but play pretend with me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're yeah. saying once I do it, what yeah. would that be? You like? raise the freak uh, flag every uh, morning. You're walking back I see inside okay. from Go the, the flagpole. Yeah. What does it look like? What does your day look like? <sighs> you want me to say nothing? I'm already doing it. <laughs> No, I don't want um, anything. Yeah. Stop um, projecting onto me. Oh, look at this. Oh my God. Stop projecting <laughs> onto me. I read minds. Okay. That's what you're <laughs> you never <laughs> We're a mess, all of us. Look at this. What with that? See, that's that's interesting. I think in my fantasy world, okay. I'm gonna say the fantasy world yeah. because this might be something that's holding me up. Is I think I have to physically change. How would that look? How would you I physically know. change? I, I, I think it's, I think that's an interesting thing that I think I have to put a bunch of rings on and maybe, um, you know, dress a little bit differently. I think I've so caught up on you what the look old, like Sylvia Brown? I'm thinking I've, I've had this belief now that's resonating that I have to look a certain way to be identified a certain way, which is now I'm but that's just a it. costume, right? Yes. Because even the people that you're yes. talking about that you admire, they don't wear that stuff into the shower. No, they don't anymore. They don't exactly. wear it every day. And that doesn't so, mean they're suddenly not those people. Yes. So I think that's a huge barrier that I've just unfold and, and you know, just revealed in that that's another thing that's keeping me from thinking I have to change in order to embrace it or expand. Yeah. And that the reality is I don't. And that's the fear. I don't want to, you know, necessarily go out there and wear you know, uh, I don't want to wear a pentagram, you know, and, and yeah. a bunch of black necklaces and, and look like I need to stand out. So there is an old belief that thinks that is what um, is combined with this kind of work. No, and you have to remember, um, not everybody's going to resonate with that. So in terms of who, who would come to you for readings, they may be like, oh, no, that doesn't make me comfortable. But someone who looks like Stephanie Gonzalez right now 
maybe like someone that's approachable and, oh, I could go to her. I could sit down and talk to her. Like some of the people that I admire the most uh, when I was, you know, pursuing acting were the, were the actors who were so business-minded, which is, you know, you're supposed to be like this artist and you're supposed to be flamboyant and not care. And and I really admired, and the people who got hired were the ones who were like, no, I can also see that this is a business. You know what I mean? It was like this, they didn't go with the convention. They, they did with what was natural to them and they were very successful. And I feel like that would be a really interesting thing for you to pursue in your mind is what, what would I look like? And don't judge it. Just be like, okay, if I had my superpowers on, I would have all amber rings and blah, blah, blah. And, and really look at that and think, do I want that? If you don't, great. If you do, look into why you're not wearing them. And then you don't have to wear all of them. And also, you know, it's like if you, if you needed to have a really fancy car in order to feel like I've arrived, well, then just pretend it's in the shop and go about your day. You know what I mean? It's like, just pretend it's in the shop. That's why it's not in your driveway. And just do what the really successful business person would do with their day. You, Stephanie, do what the really gifted medium would do. Uh, start with her day off. What would the really gifted medium do on her day off? I don't think she'd be obsessing about her rings. Interesting perspective. Yes. Um, I can see where I'm very drawn to that. I like that. I like it because... For I think it's an old belief for so long, those the gypsy woman stood out. Who would want to go to a, you know, a, a homemaker lady with just a simple dress and her little high heel shoes versus a gypsy lady? She looks like she knows what she's My doing. Favorite, <laughs> no, by the I mean, way, nowadays, gypsy, but I'm talking about not a good go term, back. by the way. Okay, <laughs> gypsy's not a good term. Um, but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite card reader, like she nailed it every single time was a soccer mom who set up her shop in, in, in a metaphysical shop in uh, Thousand Oaks. And she was just word of mouth. And yeah. she had the little soccer mom haircut. And when she was done, <laughs> she got into her minivan. and But she was gifted. Right. right. And I went- No, because, I understand that 100% yeah. now. But the beliefs- um, Yeah, because but you've identified the, the beliefs. You can, the very yeah. first psychic I ever went to, I was early 20s, maybe 19 even. Yeah, I mean, I am at 20. Uh, I, I think I told you she was everything just that she was this she she was in this Victorian house and it was she it was all lace curtains and it was a dark little room and she was old and just that she probably had you know eyeliner that shouldn't have been being worn anymore and just a bunch of things on her and I think it was and, and I had such it was my first time so it was just like you know, I gave her all my power, right. Of like, Oh, she's going to know all the stuff that's important. She's going to know all these things. And, and I think it's just, I handed it over that day. I can probably go back and see where, and I decided I, I wasn't me. So I can never be like that. Yeah. The whole time. Sounds right. So, right. yeah. So I think, um, and can then you send Reiki? can you send Reiki to that memory? Can you send Reiki to yourself? Ah. And hmm. Give yourself a different outcome, not different outcome, but um, empower, you know, give right. that young Stephanie uh, an empowered little That's infusion. That, that wasn't necessary. That was just one costume and there are many. That's very interesting. I will do that. I will definitely do that and uh, see if and we can heal that part because that's something that uh, definitely um, screams to be healed. 
Isn't that yeah. interesting how you talk about it? I would have never thought that was something that was part of my um, uh, obstacles, you know, because I certainly yeah. know there's still a lot of things to go through. I, I, and just talking about it brought it back up. And it goes to show our some of our earliest experiences, whether they were good or bad, and it was not a bad experience, but how I deemed it is how I've been holding, yeah. you know, that, um, that image of what I have to be and that I'm not willing to be that. So therefore, right. I can't get the, you made it other, even though it was a positive experience, you ultimately Uh otherized it. She's different. She's she's something else. It's, it's time now you're ready now to claim it as your own. So I would just Reiki that memory and ask Stephanie to really see the full scope of what this woman was offering you. She wasn't, you know, it sounds like she was amazing. And I, and I don't think her intention would ever have been to, to think, to disempower you, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you can send that energy to, to young Stephanie and say, enjoy the experience, but see everything, see this as a woman who is a woman. Not. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point. And um, that lady, I always think back to her um, because in times where I've had, I've been insecure or, or fearful of things to do or the next step or whatever the case. I always remember as when I sat down with her, she, and, and it's so typical and I get that, but the good news is I took it as, as important, just as the costume or whatever she was wearing is. She said, you were born on a special day at a special year for a special lifetime. And she went on and just, and, and I just, I guess I need to soak it up. So, so many times I'll go back to that and I'll just always think, you know, and that's how sometimes I feed myself with, oh, this lady told me this. So I've got to, uh, I've got to rest assured, you know? Yeah. Cause you got it. You got the validation outside of outside. yourself. Instead oh, absolutely. Of validating absolutely. your own self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because certainly at that age, you know, so, uh, so young and insecure and, so can you start validating from this moment on? Can you start validating yeah. your own self? Oh yeah. Well, the best there's you healing know, in that process. Can. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is something self-care. Yeah, there is something to having those little moments of destiny. Um, they can be incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and who's to say your soul didn't guide you to that moment. So you'd hear right. it externally. Absolutely. So you could, so you could Play self-actualize that, it. That, right. That, that little broken record, you know, when necessary, you know, a little nugget there that pulls you up sometimes when you may feel otherwise. You know? yeah. And, and for some of us, the validation on the external is more believable. Yeah. Well, that's pros and cons, right. Than the internal. And yeah. that is another block that keeps this kind of work with the intuition and the spirit world is that thinking I need that constant validation on the external because I can't believe my internal validation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or not that, accepting what you have in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So um, mm. I think sometimes that's the benefit of having gone down the path for a little while when you've, True. When you've lived for yeah. a little while, according yeah. to your own intuition. And you're like, well, this isn't real. Well, but look at your life. Your life now has been built on intuition. You know, we've been doing this long enough to where I met my husband because of intuition. I met, you know, I have this job because of intuition. Like there, there are externals now that show me it's real. Yeah. Because I've lived according to my intuition and I've created a life that I really like. Um, but I think when you're first starting on the path, it is hard because um, 
you know, if you're going to shift gears and you're going to create consciously your life from within, you do have to give it a moment to catch up. Yeah. You know, it, it, it does. You spent how many decades forming the shell that is around you now and you're, you're, you're trying to break out of it. So you do have to be patient with yourself, but proof will come that what is inside and your intuition is just as valid and real as what is coming at you from the outside. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I agree a hundred percent with that. And just, uh, I guess that's like we said, we've summed it up. I, I guess it really shows why this time of year has always been so important because again, it was that mm -hmm. way to go there safely and it was supported by the external and yeah. work because inside I didn't have the capacity or comfort um, to do it on a yearly basis. It was uh, it was just at one time. So we step in, it's a fun time of year, but it's going to be every day in there every you go. year. There we go. Yeah. And I've got to send Reiki to my past. <laughs> that's right. All right, ladies. I think that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank the listeners for tuning in to the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. Remember when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 